Hi, this is Representative Derek Kilmer from Washington State's 6th District. Welcome you back to my podcast called Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer, which I am not getting better at saying. Um, and today I'm sitting down with Scott Peters from California's 52nd District. You are the only 52nd District in Congress. The one and only. That's fantastic. Well, um, so tell me about the 52nd District. So it's a beautiful district. It's uh stretches from Coronado, California, uh, up to La Jolla, along the city coast of, of San Diego, yeah. and then inland. Um, it's uh, economies driven by um, science and research, by the military, which is about 20% of our jobs. You have a big Navy base. A big Navy. We have seven installations in my district, wow. and also by um, tourism. So come visit. Do you have SeaWorld? I do. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah no, we, I, I took my kids. We, we, we have spent money in your district. We love that. You yeah. should come back. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. You bet. So what brought you here? Um, so I, um, I, was, uh, I practiced law for 15 years on environmental law. Yeah. And I got a little bit annoyed with what was happening in the city, so I decided to run for city council, became the city council president. And I was termed out. I was a port commissioner, and my kids were out of the house or headed out of the house, and um, Congress kind of fell apart in 2011. You know, they had the shutdown. They had this this crazy sequester thing that they came up with. And someone suggested that maybe I could take um, my uh, pragmatic problem-solving attitude to Washington. And I'm also really concerned about climate, Derek. And I yeah. think uh, there's a lot going on here that has to do with um, what's uh, you know, a real threat to the world. Is that just a you know, sort of an environmental value and ethic for you? Or are you seeing impacts of it in the district you represent? It's more about ethics. I just, I just think it's, it's, a, it's an issue that's um, really critical. It's just not maybe urgent. It's not urgent in the short run, run to people. Yeah. And so um, it's just something I like to work on. And I did, I did a lot of it in San Diego, too, at the community level. Mm -hmm. California's a great state in which to do climate policy because they've set the table by, um, by setting goals as a state to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. They've also imposed requirements on localities that you plan future growth with uh, greenhouse gas reductions in mind. So I did a lot in the city and then also um, philanthropically and voluntarily through uh, work on trying to make sure that uh, San Diego is doing the right thing and setting good objectives. And, you know, I, I know sometimes the conversation in Washington, D.C. around climate has been frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yet you found some avenues to have impact on it, particularly with the, with the Defense Department. Yeah, and you and I served on the science committee together and, and were amazed at some of the things that people said. Yeah. Uh, I started using quotation quote marks air quotes, the word right. science, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, was the theoretical science uh, committee. You know, I really did find it on the Armed Services Committee that the, um, the center of uh, innovation in, um, in renewable energy in Washington, D.C. is the Navy. The Navy set a goal to be 50% renewable over a period of time, and they're building hybrid ships, they're, they're, you know, which uh, work like a hybrid car. Uh, there's a woodpecker there. Uh, I, I definitely hear a knocking noise. I don't know if that's in my head or if that's actually a knocking noise. That's a knocking noise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I just hear a knocking noise in my head. So I, <laughs> should we just keep going? I think it's fine. All right. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. We're going to leave that in. Yeah, I should leave that. Definitely leave that in. Um, so anyway, they're building hybrid ships that work like a hybrid car, you know, up to 12 knots on on, uh, on electricity over 12 knots on conventional fuel. Okay, I feel like we should go jumping like we're recording. It's sort of hard to do even the yeah. stuff that I say all the time. Hello? Can you stop knocking for like five minutes? You let that guy in? Yeah. They're hanging pictures, right?
So the Navy has taken it upon themselves to be a leader in, um, well, so the Navy decided they want to reduce, uh, the Navy decided they want to be 50% renewable. So all their energy, 50% of their energy in the future will be from renewable sources. We announced the biggest solar purchase, biggest purchase of any renewable power by any federal department in my district. The local utility is going to provide uh, solar energy for half of the power for the Marines and the um, Navy on the West Coast. They're building hybrid ships that work like a hybrid car. They're building um, uh, they're, um, uh, they're, they're using um, advanced biofuels to launch uh, the Great Green Fleet. Yeah. We launched uh, a destroyer out of uh, Coronado this year, powered in part by beef fat. I right? feel like I contributed a lot. So to I would that. say that. I would say like yeah. if, if someone criticizes you for eating a steak, you just say you're doing a patriotic duty. I've done my part for yeah. the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Marines are doing a lot of battlefield solar, which is really amazing, too. So that's been really fun. It's encountered a little bit of political resistance from some of the representatives from the oil states, but we've yeah. managed to fight that back and uh, stand behind the Navy because they're really doing it, doing it for the warfighter and for the effort. Right. It's a business case. They're not doing it because there's, they're tree huggers. Because there's a national security interest. Exactly right. Yeah. Very and, you say, and they're saving money. So do you think, I mean, do you think climate change is kind of the big issue that Congress has failed to take up that you'd like to see more focus on, or are there other issues that you feel ought to be you know, more central? Well, we've been fortunate the president has been a leader on things like the Paris Agreement and the Clean Power Plan. Uh, those things managed to survive under the previous Congress. I think it might be more of a challenge now, uh, given where President Trump seems to be headed. Some of his appointments uh, are... Um, not just indifferent, but hostile to climate, good climate policy. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll be challenged in the future uh, on that. And um, you know, there are a lot of things that Congress hasn't done uh, to our satisfaction. I, I think you and I would see that the same way, but climate's certainly one of those issues I think needs more attention. So when, when you showed up here, was it uh, what you expected? No, you know, I was, uh, I was, more, I was surprised at how, um, how dominant the partisanship is, yeah. you know? I, you served in a legislature. It wasn't like this. It was I was mostly functional. Yeah. yeah, I was on this. I was the president of a city council, and you know, it's just you know, just fixing things in that context. That yeah. the whether you are Republican or Democrat often didn't even come up, and now it's very defining, and not not just on uh, things that are really partisan, but on on everything. The whole notion that you can't give the other guy credit because it might affect an election is really, um, I think, disturbing and. You know, there's a few people like you and me who, who try to work past that. Yeah. Um, I certainly think that's what people want us to do. I think so, too. What, um, is that the main difference you've seen between local government and Congress? Well, I think you and I also experience a, um, a five-hour plane ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, we can do without, too. Yeah. That's a pretty significant lifestyle. So when we finish votes on at 1 o'clock uh -huh. on Thursday or Friday, what happens to Scott Peters? I will be driven to Dulles Airport where I can get a direct flight to San Diego, and yeah. then, then it's only a, it's a short drive to my house. Um, and um, you know, it's it's coming here is shorter, four hours. Going there is five hours. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a it's a long it's a long ride. What do you that, do on the plane? Do you have a? So on the way here, I will do work. I'll do emails. I'll read a lot of stuff. On the way back, I'm usually tired, so I'll do a little bit of work, but I will watch. Um, TV shows that I've downloaded. Right now I'm watching The Night Of, which is a mystery. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's the really? HBO show. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, how far it's, are you in? Uh, th uh, the, third, the third episode. Okay, I won't give anything out. Yeah, please don't. <laughs>
Yeah. That's all you have to look forward yeah. to today. <laughs> um, the Alaska, so what, what airline are you usually on? United. Okay. I'm Alaska. They have the DigiPlayer. The, uh, I heard about that. Yeah. So get, we, get, we get a little movie watching in, but usually I multitask. I write thank you notes while I. Oh, you do? That's a good I'm idea. DigiPlayer. That's yeah. a good idea. So my first job, I don't know if I've, I've ever told you this, my first job was working in a video store. Um, West Side Video in Port Angeles. I got paid less than minimum wage, uh, but free rentals. Was that how um, they justified that? Free rentals and um, and uh, all the popcorn I wanted. Um, that was a bad thing for you back then, right? It was, in fact, really <laughs> bad. So I'm always curious uh, what, what people's favorite movies are. Do you have any go-tos? Oh, there's definite. There's a definite. Um, uh, Chinatown is the best movie ever made. Nice. Uh, I love it. It's politics, water, California. Yeah, and, and uh, we continue yeah. to bake California. I, I like The Godfathers. I like My Cousin Vinny. Uh -huh. I like Animal House. Uh, I like Bananas, which is a the good... The Woody Allen movie. Woody, Woody Allen about South, uh -huh. becomes a South American dictator. Yeah. And I like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's your list. If you need, if anyone else needs to know, I can write it down. Exactly. It's, it's like our own version of the internet movie database. Right. Yeah, like the, <laughs> I actually tried to make it through. Have you seen... The internet movie database has the top 250... Yeah. It's one of the links at the bottom, and you can just see what the general public believes are the 250 best movies to watch. I have tried to make my way through all of them. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of foreign films that I just, like, it's hard to multitask and read subtitles. That's true. <laughs> it really is. It's true. Hard to get through Babette's Feast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, what else? So, I guess um, I, I, I want to respect your time, but I'm just um, curious. What do you think, what do you wish people knew about Congress? Uh, that you think might surprise them? I think, well, I, I used to think, you know, I think people have this sense that um, that uh, Congress members or elected officials are something special. And I just think they should know that, that we're just not anything special. We're normal people with different skills, different talents, different biases and experiences who are coming together try, trying to work on this. Um, motivated sometimes by ego, sometimes through fear, sometimes through service, but it's a very uh, ordinary collection of people trying to do some, ex you know, have, who have extraordinary jobs and trying to do some uh, interesting things. So I also wish that uh, as a consequence of that, people would feel more um, comfortable about engaging with it and not feel like it's so far away. I think the more input we had from folks, the more encouragement and, and the better ideas we got from people, the better off we would all be. Is there anything you do back home to, or even from here to try to, to engage your constituents? Well, I love being in San Diego, and uh, yeah. you know, I can't get my wife out of the bubble. So we, I spend as much time as I can there. Um, and every time I'm in, every time I'm in the, the district, I try to at least visit a company or two and do an employee town hall. Yeah. Try to visit a you know, community group. Um, and you know, every once in a while, a political group, but just try to get out as much as possible. And you know, I think people think it's funny if they see me uh, um, shopping in the, you know, grocery store, like it's like they think someone's going to do that for me. Yeah. You know, you don't staff for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so um, you know, just try to be out and around. Yeah. No, that's great. I you know, I think it's one of the conundrums here is there's really low faith in Congress yeah. right now, yeah. justifiably, yeah. I think. I kind of share your perception that, um, you know, my surprise is two, twofold. Like, it's the good news and the bad news. The good news is, like, there's actually a lot of pretty decent human beings who mm -hmm. come and try to represent their communities. And right. 
with different interests and skill sets. And the bad news is, in when they show up in the aggregate, it seems to be somewhat of a dysfunctional mess. Yeah. But I also found, and as of you, like I don't know if you want to talk for a second about the bipartisan breakfast group that sure. we participate in. You know, there's a handful of people who don't show up on Fox News or MSNBC who seem to be trying to develop a relationship and try to be moving the ball forward. Well, and that's the fact. The fact is that the folks like us who we meet once a week uh, every morning at 8 a.m., uh, which is a tough time for the West Coasters. <laughs> yes, it's uh, the morning after we come back and um, we talk about uh, things that we might be able to agree on. And you know, we're not going to fix the tax code or solve immigration in that room, but we can find things that are really important to people that the federal government needs to work on and maybe we could uh, make some progress on them. And we've had some good luck out of that group. Um, but those aren't the people that go on TV because you know we're not very interesting. Right? Yeah. We're not really throwing bombs and calling people names, and uh, that's tends to what gets the attention. And if you can even see, um, you turn to the last presidential election to see drama over issues is what gets coverage. So um, I do think that that contributes to the some of the maybe misperceptions about Congress. Yeah. But it's also the, the other the other effect of this engagement by people is that when we want to take political risks, people are really scared to take political risks because the way coverage is uh, abbreviated and incendiary, it tends to, tends to scare people. And um, you can really be punished if you step out of line. So um, it takes a lot of work on our part. You know, yeah. We've taken some controversial votes. You have to prepare people for it ahead of time, mm -hmm. talk about it when you're doing it, talk about it afterward. Um, and there, some of that is, is discouraging to risk taking for some of our colleagues as well. Yeah. But that's what we're going to need to have in order to solve these problems. Yeah, I think so too. Well, um, uh, despite what you just said, I think you're super interesting. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I think the people who listen to this podcast will ho also uh, hopefully uh, find you interesting as well and uh, appreciate you taking a little time to sit down and let people uh, get to know Scott Peters from California's 52nd District. Thanks, Derek, from Thanks. Washington 6. Your folks are lucky to have you. We're just counting on you to fix it all, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. All right.